I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Dear God, well, hello. You want to do another episode with me? Yeah, hi, what's up? Howdy, how do? I am reading book seven still. I'm at the very end with the Battle of Hogwarts now. And like, again, I'm looking at that that movie and I'm like, I think I remember like it is pretty damn close to the books by the, by the end. It, it is, but there's just so much that yeah. you, they can't even be, yeah. you know? Oh, I like the... Um... The, we don't get it in the movie, I know, but um, Snape, when he gets punched, or it's not Snape, sorry, Malfoy's like begging with the Death Eaters. He's like, I'm on your side. And they're under the invisibility cloak and they punch him. <laughs> or, the, or they stun the they stun the Death Eater and then they punch him and he falls yes. backwards. He goes, second time we saved your life, you bastard. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I love that. That's great. Okay, you ready to do this? Oh boy, I think so. Okay, because I got a note for you right off the bat. Oh boy. Okay, why don't you start then? Because <laughs> my first note is, Corey, how can you not like this podium? Okay. What? Um, <laughs> with the with the when the owl goes and like moves its little wings and like everybody quiets down, I'm like this is I love this thing. Okay. Well, anyway, so we ended last week with <laughs> Harry entering the Great Hall uh, with a newly repaired nose after it being broken by Draco on the train. That uh, but his nose rag. is still, yeah, his nose is still bleeding profusely. But like, did we talk last week about when he had time to change into his robes? Oh, we didn't. Oh, I, I missed that part. Because, oh yeah, they come through the gates. She fixes his nose, and then the two of them walk into the great hall together, wearing their robes. Huh. I completely missed that. Like the fuck. Not to mention, how did they? So they would have to. Go, they'd have to go get their luggage, change. Yeah. Their, we don't even see their luggage, by the way. They just walk up to the gates with nothing. Uh huh. Oh. But the luggage yeah. is all. Huh. Nope. Yeah. I never noticed that. Anyway. Um, the din in the hall lessens, lowers as Dumbledore steps up to that stupid and apparently now <laughs> sentient lectern sure. uh, for his welcome speech. Fun fact, learned today hmm. the distinction between a podium and a lectern. You stand on a podium, podium, you stand at a lectern. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. The only thing I will say that I didn't like is the candle wax excessiveness. Like nobody's trimmed Oh, these that's candles. what you have a fucking problem with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, again, the shit that we fight about is just... <laughs> That's it. That's the hill you're going to die on. Like, there's yeah. too much wax. Not well, the fact the that candles. it's a fucking Beauty and the Beast style <laughs> sentient piece of furniture. Uh-huh. 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 Wow. Wow, 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 wow. No, I was just noticing, like, all the other candles floating around, even by Dumbledore, are all those clean, neat tapers. And then <laughs> these are just dripped all over. I'm like, they don't, this doesn't get cleaned, like, at the end of each school year. We just keep... It does down. seem like um, poor work on the part of the house elves. Get your shit together. <laughs> Maybe it's a filch duty, and we all know he's worthless. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Could be. Anyway. Um, so uh, Dumby does his little welcome speech. He introduces Professor Slughorn as the potions master, and 
nobody kind of like adequately responds to the fact that they know that the position of potions master is already filled it's just yeah. kind of quiet nobody really responds until dumbledore announces that professor snape will be taking up the post of defense against the dark arts and that receives some very mixed responses from the students the slytherins are pleased of course while the rest of the school seems to be very like what the fuck mm -hmm. also did you clock draco in the cut to the slytherin table they cut to it a couple of times He's just got this very, like, distant. He's not looking up at Dumbledore. He's kind of, like, staring off into space. And I get that he's distracted and, like, preoccupied by this task that he's been set upon. But the, his look here is very, like, when will my husband return from the war? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he's just, he's not, he's he's aloof. He, he, but like and so obviously like they they they're making us watch it you like you said a couple times they zoom over to him i'm like doesn't he look sad doesn't he look distracted like yeah i got it i don't i don't really care yet so could show me that I don't once really care at all correct i also said malfoy has taken over harry's emo role from that last movie um yeah somebody had to be a sad emo boy he took over i love a sad emo boy though I had a nickel. Anyway, uh, Dumbledore continues with a monologue about Tom Riddle was once a Hogwarts student, and now he's a baddie, and evil is out there, and only you can prevent forest fires. That was weird. That was a weird speech ending. It was like, you are the greatest weapon. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why are we? Uh, I don't know. It was very much giving you are the master of your own destiny vibes. <laughs> you are the or... future. Yeah, I believe that children are future. Speaking of the future, one note I did write, I'm like, this movie is lesser for not having Emma Thompson at the table. <laughs> uh, there were two randos and no Emma Thompson. No, and I was trying to decide if that was Gemma or Gemma or whatever. The, I was trying to decide if Madame Pomfrey was at the table. And I don't think she was. Yes. I think that was, yep. was it her? I'm like, she looks very young, though. It almost looked like a stand-in. Ooh, I don't know. It was her Maybe outfit for sure, and I know she's in this movie. I know I remember seeing her at the end, but at the main table, I'm like, is that her? I can't. Again, we're, we don't have Emma Thompson though going ape shit at the table, so sad about it. Yeah, with just like five minutes of a cut scene of just, <laughs> just absolute I fucking that. insanity. I loved that so much because I'd never seen it, and it was just what it, how did, like it just kept what going. It, I, what, did, <laughs> she's dipping her. Is like, it? What the <laughs> was this on purpose or was I, this, she just was being a dumbass and they said keep rolling keep, this I, is I, this is fucking gold we can use this somehow i'd love to find out the legend behind that yes uh, if i ever meet her i shall ask side note do we see snape ever teach a defense against the dark arts lesson i feel like no. we don't i don't think so we only get one scene in the book i think that's in a defense against the dark arts class yeah there's like no mention of it. Which should be in this chunk because it happens right before their first potions class. Yeah. I don't know. That just hit me this time. I'm like, do we ever even see it? I don't think we do. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Anyway. Can't wait to call ourselves out in three episodes when we're sitting <laughs> in the de Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. Should be fun. Yeah. So next we see Professor McGonagall in my literal hell amidst a swarm of young students. She's kind of directing traffic while Harry and Ron look on amused. McGonagall calls Harry over and gives him the deets on the new potion situation. 
uh, though he wasn't able to take newt level potions when Snape was teaching because he didn't score high enough on his OWL. Oh, that would have been neat information to have. Nope. Better oh. include the stairway farce instead of getting their owl results. You know, we, we, we should do that instead. That's a great fucking idea. Anyway, <laughs> um, Slughorn will happily take him, even though he's only gotten exceeds expectations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this scene hits harder when you remember that in Order of the Phoenix, McGonagall like gets into a fight with Umbridge mm -hmm. and like vows to make him an Auror if it's the last thing that she does. Also consider the fact that Maggie was doing chemo while filming this movie. Like mm. what a fucking legend. You can tell she looks rough in a couple of the scenes that it's like, oh gosh, you. You're going through it. You're going through it, babe. But she doesn't look rough enough for me to think that she was going through chemo. No. I thought the hair and makeup department were just aging her up for some reason. <laughs> she looks older than Dumbledore in these, and she's definitely not supposed to be. No. She's one... about 50 years younger than him in canon. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I've always noticed about the scene that kind of struck me as weird, it, it's a weird line delivery. Like, when she says, she, um, he's happy to accept students with exceeds expectations like it, it kind of felt like she didn't know what exceeds expectations meant it, it was weird mm. it was like a weird pause between the two parts of the sentence she has such a distinct delivery mm -hmm. it, yeah. it felt like it felt like she was saying a different sentence <laughs> with exceeds expectations I, I, it felt it was a weird pause that i've always i've always noted and always gone does she not know what that means mm. maybe maybe is this your tickle you're nasty <laughs> it's not to that extreme but it has been something i've always noticed and gone that's kind of a weird interesting i've never picked that up before chop up but eh, anyway uh but yeah what a legend uh, working through I, I just told you I called out the other day because of a migraine and this bitch <laughs> is working with cancer and chemo wow anyway I called out because I wanted to so <laughs> <laughs> so sick not coming bye we see the boys make their way to potions class and interrupt Slughorn's lecture with their tardiness Slughorn tells them to get what they need from the cupboard while Lavender is barely containing her thirst again. Like, she literally looks like she's going to jump on the table and spread her legs. What she were is... they going for here? They're yeah. like, I just don't understand this fuck me now look that she's got on her face through this entire movie. Oh, she's deranged from the jump. When, the, when she leans into the fucking Amortensia or whatever, that love potion, she yeah. looks like she's shuddering as she's sniffing it. I'm like, okay. Somebody should have told her to take it down a notch. Yeah, she is the camp factor in this mm -hmm. film, 100%. Well, and there's a lot of camp. I actually kind of like this little scuffle they have when they're going for the book. Right, right, right. When they open the cupboard, they see one tattered book and one nice one. So naturally, they fight for it. And Harry loses having to take the shitty copy instead. But like, why is th why was this such a thing? Like, you remember this. When you got your textbook at the beginning of the year, like, you wanted that nice one, not the one that some fucker had drawn on, some horse girl had spent the entire series <laughs> season drawing her Apollino or whatever the fuck it's called on. You had horse girls, I don't too? know. Girl, I was in nowhere, Wisconsin. Yes, <laughs> we had horse girls. Half the class was horse girls. They're my favorite people. I like almost dated a horse girl. 
Probably more it. than one. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Now I date horse men. Uh, we can cut that. Wow. I think we might have to. Anyway. Corey's into centaurs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you for misconstruing that uh, and making it, uh, making it subject appropriate. I like that. Um, ultimately, I guess it's still kind of a thing. If I order a book online and it shows up with a bent cover, I'm, I'm like pissed off. So yeah. There's something about we want nice and new and we value that. And it's weird. I went through a phase in college where I was just really trying to expand my library because I heard the John Waters quote, if you go home with someone and they don't have books, don't fuck them. And so I was like, <laughs> I got to have books. Um, <laughs> Let's get those on a shelf. And so I went through this phase where I would order books on ebay like sometimes not books i wasn't even interested in just books that were like classics that i'm like oh i've heard of this somewhere before i should have a copy of it and over the years that i've spent occasionally reading one or two of those i will find little notations in them or like a corner that's bent down or something's underlined and there's something really i think really beautiful about that i love yes. it it's like um I will often, if I'm reading something and I'm coming across a lot of quotes that I like, I will turn to one of the back pages, like one of the blank pages, and I will just make a note, like page 42, line 16. Mm. Um, and eventually I started doing that with the bookmark because I still don't like writing in books. Um, but it's cute because I, of course, will eventually pass these books on and then someone will read it used and see you know, something meant something, something resonated with the previous owner. And it's kind of a really interesting shared experience. Circling back, <laughs> Slughorn continues his lecture, asking the students to identify some advanced potions he has prepared that they will be working on in class. Of course, Hermione steps up and rattles off what each one of them is. We hear her identify Veritaserum. Polyjuice Potion and Amortensia. Amortensia being the only one that we haven't really heard of yet. And it is the strongest love potion that exists. Cute little nod here to an earlier scene. Hermione mentions that Amortensia smells different to everyone and that she smells freshly mowed grass, new parchment, and spearmint toothpaste. Ooh. The toothpaste Ron wiped from her face in that stupid scene at the burrow. Which is such so a weird, cute. like, I guess it could be construed as like flirty, but you're also surrounded by your family or his family. <laughs> like, that that was weird. I mean, we said like... that was weird when it happened. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. Led to call back to it. 15, 16 years old. They do weird shit. Yeah. Okay. True. Oh, I was so weird. Anyway, I'm not a huge fan of the stereotype here of like teenage girls being love obsessed and being <sighs> literally drawn to the amortensia, like moths to a flame. No. But I get the subliminal messaging that everyone's going to couple off and bang in this movie. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It is what it is. There is a cute in the book uh, aside about how Harry smelled something like broomsticks and a something flowery scent that he remembered from the burrow and it turns out to be Ginny's perfume. Yeah. That's very cute. Yeah. Um, Slughorn explains that it's dangerous shit because obviously... And then Katie points out a final potion that's hanging in a vial. <laughs> book bitch here. I was really looking forward to the description in the book where it was, a, quote, splashing about merrily. Yeah. It was the color, color of molten gold and large yeah. drops were leaping like goldfish above the surface, though right. not a particle had spilled. 
<sighs> underwhelming. Wildly underwhelming. <laughs> it just looks like healthy piss in a vial. <laughs> you know, they say you want to like pee hay. You got to have hay colored pee. Did you ever have that talk? Athletics. No. That was a whole thing in high school about like, are you drinking enough water? This is the color that your pee should be. No, I just knew that. So That's for those like Aquaria desired. fans out there from season whatever of Drag Race, her going off about peeing clear, you're slightly overhydrated if you're peeing clear. So uh. just like be aware. If your pee is very, very dark, you're dehydrated, drink some water, <laughs> maybe put down the gin. I know that switch coming from me, but like take care of yourself. Anyway. So, BSA podcast. BSA podcast. Uh, Slughorn uh, retrieves it from its little chemistry stand. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, and introduces the class to Felix Felices, otherwise known as Liquid Luck. And can I just say that as a former educator or as someone who formerly studied education, yada, 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 worked in schools, all that shit, this is a brilliant teaching tactic. Like nothing is going to motivate a kid like telling him, her, or them that a prize, the prize for them succeeding is a magic potion that makes all your dreams come true. <laughs> Like that would work yeah. on me still. I'm yeah. way over school age and this would still work on me. Like if my work was paying me in liquid luck, well, first of all, I wouldn't be working. Uh, and second of all, <laughs> I would work hard. <laughs> Give it. Anyway, their assignment is to brew a uh, draught of living death. Mm -hmm. And if a student produces an acceptable product, they will be rewarded with a perfect day or this little tiny vial of Felix Felices. What did you think of this Felix Felices? Yeah, it is very underwhelming. It's it, it. Yeah, I would have rather seen it in the in the tub. I guess they would have had to like, because I think they use CGI for the drought of living death. They do actually. They absolutely yeah, do. Yeah, for the Amortensia too. It's got these like circly spiral it's smoke like, things. So why didn't we bother to do a third one? Yeah, it would have been We're cool as shit. Putting in the effort, like just no, no, no. Know. We had to play, pay for uh, the special effects in this dumbass montage that we're about to get to. That was way more important. Anyway, can we uh, get to this montage because I, I have feelings. Yeah, we're about there. <laughs> the students busy themselves right away, and we get our first introduction to the titular character as Harry opens up his tattered copy of Advanced Potion Making and reveals an inscription reading: "This book is the property of the Half Blood Prince." And we are then treated to the montage that I was just ripping on. Uh, that's very, like, I think it's the music from Dumbledore's Army. Yes. Because I was getting very strong Dumbledore's Army vibes. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out why. And then I was like, oh, this is that music motif. It is. That's what it was. Uh, this montage uh, displaying the students' tribulations, brewing their first newt level potion. Side note, we never really learn what the fuck newt is in nope. the movies. It's just a throwaway line for yep. uh, McGonagall a few minutes ago. Uh, for those muggles out there listening or squibs, I guess. Um, Newt stands for nastily exhausting wizarding tests, and they are taken in Hogwarts students' seventh year, similar to the OWLs in fifth year. Anyway, so first we see the class struggling to cut their sopophorous beans, and Harry finding notation, a notation from the prince to crush it with the side of a blade instead, garnering attention and ire, I might add, from Hermione <laughs> when it works. Um, there's a very cute moment 
when she's like, no, it says cut. And he's like squeezing the juice out of his and he's like, oh, really? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go for it. Go off, gang. Uh, things only worsen from there for the rest of the class with uh, melt- melted tools, a characteristic explosion for Seamus, mm-hmm. Hermione turning into Monica in Barbados. <laughs> and I did actually the... like that. That was cute. Uh, and one of the students recreating Flubber. Yes, that was two glorious <laughs> 90s references in one sentence. Uh, you're welcome. If you don't get either one, you have homework. <laughs> Nobody needs to see Flubber. Don't do that to them. Actually, you kind of get two okay. Flubber instances because remember um, Ron's trying to cut his bean and it goes boing, boing. <laughs> like, yes, another that's one very goes Flubber. Fly. Yeah. And then there's literally like literally Flubber the... <laughs> that crawls out of that pot. I think it's Katie's pot. I think, I'm not yeah. Sure. <laughs> also very funny that Katie's friend Leanne is never named in the books. Like she doesn't get the last name in the book even. She's Because I noticed that she was not given a last name in the credits of oh. this clip. Um, it's the girl that she's with when she touches the necklace. Yeah. Um, she's yelling at her friend, it's none of your business, oh. Leanne. Um, and I didn't clock until this watch through that that's who that was. I didn't either. I thought that's it was just random girl, but no, it is Leanne. Interesting. No, I miss that entirely. Also, just a weird mix of students here. Um, it's both sixth and seventh years. Katie is a year older than Harry. Yeah. So I assume Leanne is as well, but who knows? Anyway, what do you have to say about this montage? You seem to have strong feelings. I just, no, it's fine. I don't know. Like, you're right. There is a little camp to this movie, which I actually don't mind. And it is our last year at Hogwarts. So I don't mind like a little bit of silliness and like living in these classes and stuff. Um, I will say though, I did like the writing in the book. I thought that was actually really well done. Oh yeah. Snape's penmanship is cool. Oh, spoiler alert. The princes. (gasps) Sorry. What? The prince's penmanship is uh, is cool. 13 years. Got to give him props there. Yeah. yeah, 13 years later. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I think that this movie succeeds with camp in a way that uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was trying to and failed. Mm, that's a good call. Because it slips it in more subtly. Yes. Although there are moments that I'm like, this is just a weird choice. We'll get to those when we get to them. I'm not going to take up our time now calling them out anyway um where are we all of this culminating in slughorn evaluating harry's potion only to declare much to the chagrin of the rest of the class that it's perfect harry is awarded the felix felices and receives a reluctant round of applause from the class sends the slytherins of course can i pause for just a moment and i can't believe you haven't brought this up yet i'm actually literally shocked that you haven't said what I'm about to point out because I almost pointed it out earlier in my notes. And then I was like, no, 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 This is an Andrea thing. I need to leave it for her. This is not my brand. How pleased are you with the state of the potions lab? Okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say it this time. I'm not going to say it. I Everything is very neat and organized. It's All of so the bottles organized. on the shelves are the same size, they're, facing yes, out. Yes, size appropriate. It's bright in there. He Ugh. clearly like opened the shutters, so there's light coming in. He it actually the, is the very writing. like. Yes, yeah. It's the the yeah. gold leaf is is very uh, bright. Um, it actually gives me vibes from their first potions lesson when Snape gives that um, lecture about. Bottle fame, brew mm. glory, and even put a stopper in death. 
it's very bright in the dungeons and in, in movie one and they just get progressively darker yeah no i love it i'm very happy with the potions classroom i also really love slughorn's outfit minus the mortarboard hat <laughs> i think that's silly but it's kind of funny it's like a it's like a throwback to when he was a teacher these were worn but the yeah. outfit his actual outfit is awesome I saw his sleeves on his robe. I was like, oh, yeah, he's for sure a style that. icon. Yeah. I think they got that right. I have a lot of issues with the portrayal know, yeah. of Slughorn, but uh, I think that that was right. I think costuming did a great job. That's cute. Yeah. Love it. Mm. Okay. And uh, next we cut to Dumbledore in his office. We do get a little glimpse of that um, like antechamber that we talked about at the end of last yes, movie because we I get a shot it. of him from behind his desk, which is cute. Um, there I am sticking my foot in my mouth because last season I definitely said it was the only time we saw that, but here we are. What are you going to know? We're not perfect people, okay? He's sitting at his desk. He is examining Riddle's diary. After a knock on the door, he drops the diary and a ring mm -hmm. into his desk drawer. Mm -hmm. And Harry enters. After some superfluous small talk, during which Dumby asks Harry if he's hitting it, Dumbledore explains the subject of their meetings this year. <laughs> there was a sharp inhale there. Are you okay? I don't, I don't want to talk about hitting it with beautiful Hermione. How dare you? Neither do I. Why did he ask him that? I, 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 thank you. I never liked that. I'm like, we, that never happens. And that no. didn't need to be put in this movie. And he knows their relationship. Come on, he's Dumbledore. He knows I mean, everything. it's like earlier when he's like he finds him at the train station. He's like, "She's a hottie. <laughs> She's like, very pretty." Dumby, Too quit bad. trying to be down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. No, Dumbledore. No. Okay, so we're in Dumbledore's office now, and he's put the book and the ring away. So this is the only explanation that we get that they're going to have lessons this year. Or does he even say that? He just said, you got my message to come here. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's ever like laid out like he's going to have more. They just happen. Yes. Also yeah. true. All right. Sure. Quibs don't know. He gets a cute little scroll. With the slanty writing. With slanty writing every X number of days. It's not really clear how frequent these meetings are. <laughs> Guiding Harry over to a wildly ornate cabinet filled with equally ornate files. Side note, how did people not know he was a friend of Dorothy? He's got shit like this in his office. <laughs> Dumbledore explains to Harry that it is a collection of memories all about good old Voldemort, AKA Tom Riddle. Selecting one vial containing the memory of the first day they met, he invites Harry to see it. Harry takes the vial and Dumbledore summons a flying saucer. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, that's just what the pensive looks like now. <laughs> yep. Can I get a what the actual fuck from everyone listening? Yeah. Can I, can I, let me just read for you a description. A shallow stone basin with odd carvings around it, ruins and symbols that Harry did not recognize. This fucking hoverboard from Men in Black <laughs> 2 is not it, sis. Like, sorry. I'm like, I... I don't even care if y'all want to come for me for not finding positive things in this movie. This is fucking stupid. And I don't care. Say, I would tell that to the designer who made it. This is fucking stupid. It was a, it's a, it was a weird, I think they did it because they're going to make it CGI and make it fly or whatever. But why? You could have literally just done the bowl, done the fucking bowl, like, and had a physical bowl to pick up. Like, That's it. 
wouldn't that be easier than a CGI flying disc? Yes. That then the actors have to follow where it goes and shit. Like you could have just made the damn. It's annoying to you, Corey, because it'd be like if it was the Goblet of Fire and the Goblet of Fire comes out and it doesn't actually have flames. Like, no, no, no. It's literally the name of the movie and the object. It has to do the thing. This is supposed to be the Pensieve. Yeah. Stone basin. It's literally on the cover of one of the books. Yeah. So uh, for years, Half-Blood Prince, the cover, the original American cover, U.S. cover, um, for years I have thought that that was the Pensieve. There could be an argument that it is the basin in the cave. Oh, shit. It's supposed to be a green potion that glows inside and the cover is green. So there... Oh. And then it's not the Pensieve. So, okay, that's not an argument that I can make. However... In Half-Blood Prince, excuse me, in Goblet of Fire, there is a definite depiction of it uh, for one of the chapters, our first introduction to the Pensieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like, I kind of feel like this this disc thing that they have, that could have been in the cave. I'd have been fine if that was in the cave because that was made by a modern person. Whereas this is not supposed to be. It's supposed to be an ancient kind of item. This is stupid, I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Harry empties the contents of the vial into the alien bird bath and leans forward into the puddle. And that's where we're going to leave it this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> so much vitriol in the ending. <laughs> no idea. So some questions for you, my friend. Yes, sir. What are you going to battle for and then treasure like a vial of liquid luck? and keep and we didn't mention this but the vial that he hands harry to to me kind of look like um you know movies when they have like a a chemical warfare (laughs) or like we're gonna load this into a gun and shoot it i don't know it looks like a weapon plug but maybe chemical weapon that's fine you thought butt plug yes it's a butt plug it's a very tiny butt plug you gotta start small Okay. Kids, I'm full of advice today. So much advice. Anyway. Anyway, what would I battle for? Um, I said Slughorn's outfit, actually. I liked it. I like, he's a very dapper man, and that's kind of a dapper ass outfit. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's I'll, give that. okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What would you battle for? I'm going to keep that nice, clean, well organized, very neat dungeon that we got. Damn you. Just for you, babe. Just for Thank you. you. Okay, thank you. Um, what are you going to ditch like the description of a pensive? Oh Lord. Um, I my I'm gonna take a cue from you. I'm gonna not keep a lack of something. I am sad that there was no Emma Thompson losing her mind at the head table. <laughs> <laughs> she should be uh, here. She that's should an be excellent in this movie. choice. That's a, that's a good choice. I appreciate that. She must have been busy with something else because she, she's not in this one. I'm pretty positive. I don't think she's in the rest of them, is she? Uh, I think you're right. And that's a bummer because she's got some funny moments in the Battle of Hogwarts in the book. Yes. She's yes. throwing crystal balls at people. Oh my God, she kills a dude with one. Yeah. I read that last night. He, she was like, he lobbed one at him and he fell and he moved no more or something. I'm like, oh God, she killed him. <laughs> yeah. Get it, yeah, She fucks shit up. Also, in this book, she turns into a drunk and starts hiding sherry bottles. <laughs> I loved that. 
remember that remember Relatable. two at one point well yes and then i remember <laughs> at one point she's trying to hide them in the room of requirement and she gets like launched out and harry was on his way to see dumbledore or whatever and then they said that they, she goes oh you're going to see dumbledore okay i'll come with you and they said she unceremonious unceremoniously dumped all of them into a vase into all a into vase, yeah. <laughs> just walked off i'm like that that's a mood that's a mood i like her i like yeah, her a lot that's when harry finds out that it was snape that told voldemort about the yes. prophecy yes. dark we don't get that in this movie obviously because we have no other thompson details Shmeetails. um what would you uh scrap like the description of a pensive oh that stupid fucking lectern I really don't understand your rage towards that i don't really even understand my distaste for it <laughs> i just hate it okay okay Okay. That right. and You're... or the Harry Hermione inquiry, like you guys banging, like Why what? They have what? To... Don't what? weird. Why? Where are no. our children? Those are children. Stop it. Yeah, I, don't like I them mean either. they're sixteen. They're, they're. I guess. They're fucking. No. They're just not fucking each other. No, that's a sister. How dare you? Ugh. Anyway. Okay, well, do you have a pukey puke this week? Show do. Probably unanswerable question. So this has to do with the pensive oh. and memories and the theory behind all of that business. Basically, it's used in a few different ways in the books. The pensive is used in a few different ways. Okay. It is used to store harmful memories. It's used to revisit um, pertinent memories mm -hmm. it is used to share memories mm. but like the question mark that i had because there doesn't really seem to be clarity here in my opinion anyway is like are memories deleted from your brain in order to be put into the pensive like are you literally taking that out like it's not there anymore oh and putting it into the basin I didn't think so. I thought this was like a way to organize your thoughts. So you're taking them externally from your busy mind and just setting them there. I, yeah, I took it more as like an organizational thing. But yeah, you're right. Do they just are they just not in your head then? Are you like I keep compartmentalizing your thoughts, but physically? I don't know. What'd you find out? There's like a weird loop there, though, because if if so, if when you take it out of when you create a memory or extract a memory to put into the pensive, do you then create a new memory of something if you view it in the pensive does that loop make sense like you took it out and put it in the pensive and then you watched it and now you have the memory so it's like again. a picture of you taking a picture yeah huh oh shit and also something that that has always like plagued me about the idea of memories is that like Dumbledore says something about, I think you'll find it accurate and pleasant or something like that. The first time they go into the pensive in regards to his memory. And so that got me thinking about like the way that our memories are skewed, the way that, you know, I, I studied psychology in college. Blah, 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 blah. My favorite class in that degree program was about psychology and the law. And there was a lot of talk about things like being able to uh, interview 10 eyewitnesses and getting 10 completely different accounts of the story. Mm. So are these memories that are be being put in there, are they specifically your memory, your understanding of how something happened? Or is it 
really a snapshot of what happened. Yeah, a snapshot time. of time so that you can go, because Dumbledore has talked about this too, that he's revisited these memories and he's discovered different things or, or seen things from a different point of view that suggests that it is a, in fact a snapshot in time that you are able to go back and revisit. And so eventually it could change your memory of your actual memory that's yeah. still in your brain yeah. of it. Oh. Very weird. The other side of this thing, if it does not delete the memory from your brain, cool, 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 which is kind of what I was on the same page as you. For me, it was more like a copy. Like, hey, I remembered this thing. Here you go. Yeah. Um, then what the fuck was the point of Snape removing those memories from his brain during occlumency lessons? Oh. Because they still would have so been in his head. There. Like, if anything, all he did was fucking highlight them and be like, hey, don't look at that specifically yeah. that I set over there in that bowl. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, I mean, She Who Must Not Be Named did speak on this a little bit. Okay. Um, It is... To circle back to what we were saying, it is more like a snapshot, Um, to quote the author... The pensive creates, or excuse me, the pensive recreates a moment for you. So you could go into your own memory and relive things that you didn't notice at the time. Okay. It's something, it's somewhere in your head, which I'm sure, this quote is weird, which I'm sure it is in all of our brains. I'm sure if you could access it, things that you don't know you remember are all in there somewhere. Hmm. And so I really liked the way that, and this is a... <laughs> A thread somewhere it's not on reddit i don't even know what the hell website this is on to sum up what they're saying that i thought was kind of interesting is more when you put a memory into the pensive to preserve it the memory doesn't automatically get removed from your brain you just have it saved in case you forget about it like hmm. today i'm gonna put into the pensive that i had a turkey wrap for lunch and then in two weeks when i'm like i don't remember what i have for lunch I can go back there and it's like, like, I know that that's in my brain. And if somebody showed me my day today, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I had a turkey wrap. Mm -hmm. But it's not like right there at the front of my brain. So, I mean, ultimately, I don't think that there's an answer here other mm -mm. than that Snape taking the memories out of his head doesn't make any fucking sense because they were still there. In fact, I read doing my research, I read one source that even a user of a pensive is still susceptible to legitimacy. So then what the fuck is the point of taking them out and using it for that? All I could say is maybe it's it's ones that he just didn't want at the forefront of his mind. But even then, and then it's weird too. You can think about, I was reading the scene last night where Snape gives those memories to Harry. Like, how does that work that you give him like just snapshots of certain moments of time in, in yeah. order? <laughs> like, how do you get what? to decide? <laughs> like, yes. it, it, like yeah, the stuff like, oozing out I mean, of your body is now going to be in this order perfectly for Harry to view. I'm like, that's convenient. <laughs> you'd think that he would have had that ready instead of having to uh, summon it with his last bit of strength. Yeah. And what I if Harry hadn't know. been there? He never would have learned. Right. Snape would have died a villain. He but was a villain. We've talked about this. He's not the hero that everybody makes him out to be. Oh. You heard it here first, folks. Anyway. Stand by him. Oh, well, there I we like go. It. I didn't answer the probably unanswerable question. That's a weird Fun. one. 
it's you know what else it is it's a convenient plot point that's what that is oh absolutely it's a fucking time turner <laughs> and it's a polyjuice potion <laughs> Your that's favorite. what it is oh jesus yeah. all right well hey that was another episode of uh harry potter movie minutes for you we will be back again next week with episode five until then follow us on the uh, socials the tiktok the youtube the instagrams and uh rate and review us and share us with your friends so they can geek out with you yeah do that do that they'll like it probably okay but i love you i'll see you next week don't forget to call your mama bye <laughs>